The following programming may contain viewpoints and opinions that do not necessarily reflect those of Listen Up Talk Radio. Welcome to realestatetorontoradio.com, the weekly show about buying and selling real estate in the greater Toronto area and sometimes beyond with Aura Ross of the Mulholland Ross Real Estate Group. 30 minutes of hot topics and indispensable advice from experienced professionals that work for you. Welcome back to Mulholland and Ross Real Estate Toronto Radio. And uh, it is Sunday, 4 p.m. Or maybe not if you're listening on the podcast. That's right. So have we had another interesting week in real estate? We Well, every week is interesting in real estate in Toronto, don't you think? I do. Today we have our lead buyer's agent, Lauren Rhodes, on the show because um, being a millennial, which we <laughs> just, just discovered. I remember that. Yeah. Um, you know, we've got some insight as to how the young people and uh, the first-time buyers can actually get in this market. I thought we had it tough in our generation. We just thought real estate, who needs a house and maybe we can never get one. But today, it's a little bit further out of reach, is it not? Well, that's that's a debate. I'm going to tell you that's a debate because I think we can offer some ideas that actually make make buying a home today uh, more affordable as far as monthly payments than it's ever been. And um, the other topic for today is sort of debunking the myth that millennials don't want to buy real estate. I don't know if you've caught the recent articles. Toronto Life had one. Yeah, there's been a few recent articles saying that we prefer not to buy, we don't want to buy, and, and I don't think it's true. Yeah. Okay. So, and and if it and if there are people out there that feel it is true, well, we might offer them some ideas that may change their mind. Interesting topics. We're going to take a short break. You're listening to realestatetoronto.com. Buying or selling a home, condo, or investment property might be one of the largest transactions you'll ever make. So it's important to gather as much information as you can, and preferably from experienced, successful professionals like the Mulholland Ross team. When it comes time to make your move, call the Mulholland Ross Keller Williams Referred Real Estate Team at 416-230-8500 or visit realestatetorontoradio.com. Whether you're making your first move or your 21st, the Mulholland Ross team offers over 30 years of real estate sales and service across the GTA. Tune in Sundays at 4 p.m. on Listen Up Talk Radio or Tuesdays and Fridays on Voices Radio, CKAV, to hear the team share advice and information that will assist you with your personal wealth through real estate. Welcome back to Real Estate Toronto Radio. And uh, we've got a couple of good topics. I don't know if we're going to be able to squeeze them in 30 minutes. <laughs> I'll, I'll, try to, I'll try to cut Condense. my rants down <laughs> yeah. really short. Thank so you. We have time to talk Thank about you. Stay video. tuned for Aura's Corner, the uh, <laughs> new weekly segment. So um, I, know, I know Lauren works with uh, quite a few of our, our buyer clients and, and uh, myself talking to a lot of people that we've worked with over the years. And I know one of the big topics that keeps coming up, and we keep bringing it up on the show, and that is, you know, how are young people supposed to get into this real estate market now? And a lot of people just feel it's impossible. 
Um, but Lauren, I mean, you're working with, with young people with reasonable incomes. They're not over-the-top incomes all the time, right? Definitely. Um, our best piece of advice is anybody that's thinking about it is to seek out a mortgage broker or get into your bank as soon as possible Yeah. because there are some creative things that are being done to make sure that young people are able to get into the market. And it might not be their final home, it might not be their dream home, but what we're helping people focus on is getting into the market and getting getting some equity going. Yeah, I mean, I think that's, that's a good point too, what you just brought up is getting in. You know, when we work with our first-time buyers, um, it's rarely that a first-time buyer is in a position to buy the home that they're going to retire in. I mean, that was a tradition. I mean, we sell homes for people who've been in their home for 50 years. Only home they ever bought. And, and I get that. But I'd say today it's a little different and it's, you know, you're going to get into a house and you're going to start. And the first thing we're looking for is, is this going to be a decent stepping stone that's going to help you get into your next house? And we touched on this last week and we have to keep reminding people that um, your first house is not the house. Maybe it was. 30 or 40 years ago, you bought the bungalow and you yeah. stayed in the bungalow. Yeah. But now maybe you're buying a semi or you're buying a condo sure. and you're working your way up. And you might find that that first home does suit you for your whole life. I mean, no one's telling you you have to leave. And, you know, so, so you know, a lot of our clients will say, you know, how are my kids ever going to get in? The homes in this neighborhood are starting mm -hmm. at one and a half million dollars. and. I remind those families that when they bought in this neighborhood, I'm going to use Young Shepherd as an example, it was not the high-end neighborhood we're seeing today. It was not a neighborhood of new homes. Um, it was a neighborhood of old cars sinking in the driveway, of old wartime bungalows. Um, Which still exist, believe it or not, if you drive around. <laughs> not many, but there's no. a few. Yeah. Um, so, so, Lauren, I mean, you've got some first-time buyers out there, and I mean, we're all, we're all over the GTA. Just give me an example of a, of a community you can find a home in now that, that you can actually carry yeah. for about what you'd pay rent for. Um, there's uh, an area, Oakwood Vaughn, um, down in the center of the city that's really starting to develop. Yeah. Anywhere in the beaches going east along that way, um, there's families going into uh, Brampton or Aurora even, finding that the commute down is okay. The, the GO train is The amazing. GO train, yeah. people finding different ways to travel, and, and they're saying, you know what, it's even better because I can sit on the GO train and read a book versus sitting in traffic. Mm -hmm. The 45 true. minutes you know, within the city, it's the same thing for them. Um, another another thing that people are doing is to get into the market. They're deciding not to even buy something that they plan on living in, but buying something and then renting it out. Even if they're staying in their more comfortable rental, at least they know that they're offsetting it by getting into the market with a purchase. So someone else is someone else okay. is buying the house for them by paying the rent. Exactly. And they're paying rent, which is, yep. you know, they need a place to live. But yep. it's comfortable, and as you said, they're comfortable there. They love it. Yeah. And as well, we've got people buying and renting rooms out in their house to their friends. You know, so you can either buy with a friend, or even better would be buy on your own and tell your friend he can pay you to live in a room. <laughs> right. But seriously, I mean, you know, it's it, there's all of these things we're talking about, none of that's changed in 30, 50 years. I mean, you know, 20, 25 years ago, our first home was the townhouse. We rented rooms in it. 
And as you know, we got more comfortable, we kicked roommates out. Mm -hmm. And then when we bought our first home, we actually took one of our roommates with us because we were so nervous about that increased mortgage. And then once we got comfortable, you know, we kicked them out. And the house we bought wasn't glamorous amongst all the new homes. It didn't have a billion pot lights and stainless steel appliances. Um, but it was a home that allowed us to uh, update it a little bit and it went up in a little bit of value. This is funny, I want to just touch on this for a second. We talked about this last week as well, where the parents are bringing the kids around and the parents are saying, I can't have you living here. Are you seeing this, Lauren? Are you seeing maybe where the parents are expecting a bit too much compared to what the the couple buying? Pa possibly, um, they might be putting it into their kids' minds too, because I do find that they're coming as a united unit, that they either need more space or need nicer finishes mm -hmm. or the house needs too much work. So. It might be just the discussion that they're hearing in the media overall. Okay. Um, but we are helping people realize that the home doesn't have to be perfect and that it's still a perfect time to invest and helping them move past that thinking and just knowing that it's the right time to buy something. We've touched on this over the years as well about buying something that has good bones mm -hmm. and overlooking some of the cosmetic things that yeah. can easily be remedied. Yeah. And once you fix those, the value comes up. Well, look, I mean, you know, I tend to work with more of our sellers. So on my side, it's all about presenting the home in the best possible light so that the buyers feel comfortable buying it, right? right. And that could be staging. That could be adding fancy furniture, right? We're not hiding blemishes in the home, but we're, we're certainly trying to distract people to the nice stuff and how it can look. On the flip side... Lauren walks into a staged home and tries to point out where things have been fluffed over. Mm -hmm. And then, of course, homes that aren't staged, that's, you know, there's gold there, right? I mean, yeah. you can see homes that are in beautiful condition. Yeah, the average person's ability to imagine what it can be like is not very strong. So really? we help them do that. Yeah. So With give, me, give me one example of what something they can't see past. They can't see past paint so much of the time, which we all know is relatively inexpensive and, and cheap and easy to do. Okay, I will admit my first house that I looked at, I could not get past the paint. I did not know that it was so easy to change it. So I can That's agree true. with that. Yeah. The paint or, or sometimes walking into a kitchen and seeing that it's more dirty than anything. Okay. And showing that with a really good cleanup, how much different a house can look. Well, I'd love it when buyers say, Oh my gosh, I really love this home. It's so clean because it's like, okay, but on it doesn't stay clean by itself. So, no. <laughs> you know. And same with the dirty house. You walk I mean, I showed a condo the other day and it was filthy. It was disgusting. Can I tell you the floor plan was great. The kitchen was nice. The the floors were wood floors. It was nice, but it was loaded with stuff and my clients could not see Past it. In fact, halfway in, they said, there's nothing more for us to look at. I got to get out of here. And I was saying, no, I really want you to just stop for a minute. And they just, they just couldn't. So for sellers out there, no, buyers can't see past it. However, when you hire Lauren on our team to represent you, her job is to really help you get past that because that, there is huge financial savings. Absolutely. So looking past those minor imperfections or maybe it's cluttered. When they move out, all their junk goes. You get a professional cleaner in and one day and the place is clean again. Exactly, exactly. I even say imagine spending the most you would ever spend on a cleaner. Let's say $500 yeah. to come through. 
what is that in the big scheme of things to have to have the place look amazing? Clean so and painted. Doing this before you sell it or doing it after, either way. Well when I'm on the buyer's end, I tell them, you know, let's take advantage of this and then have it cleaned afterwards and when Or is yeah. selling. Yeah, I try to get them to do it before it so Lauren doesn't come along and have so, that yeah. by the way <laughs> with their buyers. So uh, but you know as a buyer again um, it's really easy to walk into those little houses that are so dolled up. I mean, that are so dolled up, but let's break it down. How old are the furnace and central air? How old is the roof? What are the windows like? What's your plumbing and electrical doing? Um, you know, because those are your key pieces. Is the basement dry? Is it a solid house? Yeah. Those are your big things. You get a home inspector, that's all they care about. The home inspector's not going to walk in and comment about a dirty house either. Mm -hmm. Or a green toilet or no, exactly. a pink toilet. Exactly. And, and in the big scheme of things, if you found a great house that had a really ugly bathroom, uh, so what? Really? What do you do in there? I mean, it's, it's an ugly bathroom. Like in the big scheme of real estate, and again, we're talking about first-time buyers or people that are trying to get into the Toronto uh, real estate market. Let's not get hung up on the green toilet. So in closing, before we go to break, part of Lauren's job is to sort of talk to them and determine needs and wants, and then maybe sort of prioritize those so we get away from, like you said, what are the what are the, the bones? Are the bones good? Does it have a furnace? Is it dry? Look at those big things rather than the color of the paint, the toilet. That's right. And whether it's dirty, which can easily be remedied. Yeah. Okay. So another part-time psychologist here. <laughs> oh, yeah. Full-time over here. <laughs> okay. We're going to take a short break. You're listening to realestatetoronto.com radio. Welcome back to realestatetoronto.com radio Sunday and uh, a great day to talk about real estate. Mm -hmm. It's one of the busiest days. Uh, every day is a busy day in real estate. Mm -hmm. Every day. So going back to that article, uh, you know, and, and, and again, it's not just the article. Obviously there was an article because it's being talked about in different circles about the idea that millennials don't want to buy real estate. Um, they'd rather spend their money on nice dinners and and clothes. Nice furniture, nice clothes. Furniture. And travel. Which, let's face it, we all would like all those things. But I think we have to, um, I think our, you know, it would be important for people to prioritize now. In what order do you get the nice furniture and the nice clothes and, and all mm -hmm. that stuff. So we did a little quick comparison between Bob and Sue. Okay. Bob being a homeowner and Sue being a renter. Okay. So, um... I'll, I'll, I'll talk about Bob and you can talk about Sue the okay. renter. Okay, so Bob, we're going to put Bob as a buyer and he buys for 500000 Now, I even upped the down payment to 20%. Now, just know first-time buyers can usually get in for 5 Yep. That's 5%. still happening. That's still happening. If you okay. qualify for the balance of the mortgage. Okay. Okay. But um, let's just say... You've got $100,000, and some of you out there are going, well, that's that's exactly where the millennial can't afford it, but there is family and friends, and you can put go in for less. Okay, so you bought for five hundred. It's $100,000 down payment, and at 2.5%, your $400,000 mortgage is going to cost you $1,754 a month. Add in your taxes, you're basically at $2,000 a month, right? Okay. 
Okay, so I don't know, there's not many places you can rent that's decent for less than $2,000 a month. Basement apartments are going for eight to nine or more. Oh, in the city, I think we're over a thousand now a lot. Yeah, 1,200 on 1,200 in the basement. So yeah. that's a basement apartment. Yeah. Mm -hmm. So you're getting an entire house for $2,000. For $2,000 a month. Now, you pay that, let's just say for this comparison sake, the rates don't change, okay? And we're gonna also say that the rents don't change. We okay. know both of this to be a little bit false, but we're gonna just set this out. At the end of 25 years, Bob would have paid $526,000 in mortgage payments. Okay. Okay. But he owned, he bought for five. So some might say, well, look, he actually paid more than what he bought for. Mm -hmm. But he owns the house. He's now sitting. It's 25 years later. We could use the argument he's now sitting with a $500,000 house, but chances are in 25 years, it's got to at least have doubled. Yes. I don't know a 25 year period where it hasn't doubled. Yeah. So let's, so he's sitting at a million dollars. Okay, and he's sitting on it. Now, aside from just knowing that he's got all that, it becomes leverage. Can he borrow against that house to buy another property or to put his kids through school or whatever he chooses to do? But that's his picture over a 25-year period. And if you take a look at Sue... Uh, we put Sue paying a monthly rental of 2000 because any amount of space, a $500,000 purchase now is probably about a two-bedroom condo. Right. And a two-bedroom condo rental, you're looking at a minimum of 2000 Minimum, too. Yeah, it could be higher. For rent. For rent. It's usually higher, I'd say. But wow. Yeah. So, again, we assumed that there wouldn't be any rent increases, which there will be. And in a total of 25 years, Sue would have paid $600,000 in rent. $600,000 in rent alone. In rent alone, over 25 years. And at the end of the day, we know that Sue has nothing saved and nothing owned. Hmm. Now again, let's just put the caveat in there. This is ownership is not for everybody, and that's a, that's sure. a reasonable okay. thing. But I like David Chilton's thought: pay yourself first. And Bob has done that because he's tucked that money away. He's paying himself sure. because that money's going towards his mortgage, which he can use in the future. Yep, it's amazing. It is amazing. And so even looking at the straight out, um, Bob paid five twenty. So look at I got to tell you, this form was done a few years ago when rates were five percent and 6% and it actually worked out Bob paid a little bit more than Sue over 25 years. However, Bob still owned his house and yeah. Sue still had nothing at the end. And so, so the beautiful piece to this is I would like to be Sue's landlord, okay? Because mm -hmm. if, could you imagine being the person who owns the house that Sue or the condo that Sue is renting at $2,000 a month, if we can't make this clear for you guys out there why an investment property is such a great idea. Sue's landlord just had someone in there paying $2,000 a month for 25 years. He earned $600,000 of which paid off his debt and now his landlord is sitting full ownership and who paid for that condo that Sue's been renting? Who really paid for it? Maybe Bob bought it from equity with his first house <laughs> yeah. and now he's... And Sue paid for it. Sue is buying Bob's second house. Bob probably put down his 80 or 100 on it. You know, if it was a $500,000, yeah. he might have had to go 20% on a second property. So that was his investment. But at the end of 25 years, he's, he's got, it's paid off. He can now use it for more leverage. For other properties but he still has something that if he wants to hand it to his kids or sell something there it is it's it's money it's 
cash. And the landlord on Sue's house, whether it's Bob or someone else, they really haven't had to pay much, if anything, monthly for that property. Nope. I mean, there may be some things, but... Well, you've got risk of some vacancies here and there. But, I mean, the big picture in this is... um, you know, it's it's really easy at 25 or 30 years old to go, I don't need to worry about that yet. I have lots of time. But we, you know, like we were talking about last week, I love to look at real estate as a 20-year plan because 20 years just goes, seems to go by quickly. But if 20 years, um, you know, if you're 30, sorry, guys, in 20 years, you're going to be 50. Yeah. You don't believe it to be true. You believe you'll be thirty forever. I get it. I kind of went from thirty to up there. Yep. You know, in a blink of an eye. But you don't believe it's going to happen, and you certainly just think your life is going to be different than all the other stories around you. But one day you wake up and you're fifty, and wouldn't it be nice to know that you've got a few places and a few sues paying those mortgages off for you? And, and even if you're not going that route, wouldn't you like to wake up at 50 and know that you own your house outright? It's funny because my first house I got when I was 33 or 34, which is pretty late. And it was a small semi mm-hmm. in Ajax. Um, you know, it's still there, still making someone some money. But I remember my friend Stephen, I think, got his first house just after high school. And he got it while working at McDonald's <laughs> because he said, that's a priority for me. He was single, he but he went it. out and that's got amazing. it. And yeah. he's in North York. So you can imagine what he's sitting on now Yeah. when he bought it back in whenever. Rates were higher, obviously, yeah. but the prices were lower. Yeah. So he's sitting on that equity. Well, some of our smartest first-time buyers are going into neighborhoods like Lauren mentioned, the Von Oakwood, um, the Dufferin-Eglinton area, the Little Italia, like all these little areas that maybe 10 years ago we weren't thinking would be good real estate investment areas. Um, Regent Park, 20 years ago, Regent Park, now look at it. It's in a massive, vibrant community, new condos, townhouses, and you can barely afford to get close to it. One of the ones we touched on a few years ago was Corktown. Yeah. Nobody would go there. Yeah. And now it is such a funky little community. Great restaurants, That's funky right. little stores. That's right. So I, I actually, I can't think of really a bad, well, I guess there's still, like there's always areas that you might choose not to live in. Well, but as I mentioned, I had I had a really nice couple that were renting a beautiful condo at Young and Eglinton and they decided they wanted to purchase. And we figured out through the mortgage lender what their budget was. When we actually got out and were looking at the places that were in their budget, they felt as though it was something they couldn't do. Um, so they were a little bit high maintenance, but what, what we did in the end was we still bought a place, rented it out, and they, they kept in their, in their beautiful condo at Young and Eglinton, and it really makes perfect sense. As, somebody, as long as somebody's paying off the mortgage, whether it's you or a tenant. That's true. And, and these people are living in the place they choose to live in right now because their life might change in a couple of years. Yeah, and the place that they bought um, only a year ago has increased by over 10%. So they're just so happy that they didn't wait until they could afford what they wanted. Yeah. They just bought what they could afford. Okay, can you just say that again? Because that is so key. They didn't wait until they could buy what they wanted. They bought what they could afford at the time. So I, that is brilliant because 
we none of us can really well some of us can maybe <laughs> afford but you absolutely say oh if, all, if I could have all my wishes come true this is what I want most of us would find that wish list a little above what our budget can afford yeah now the house I really wanted you sold I think you sold or maybe it was listed it was uh, on Don River Boulevard it was a uh, two million or something yeah, it was yeah. gorgeous yeah now it's like cheap looking back but yeah <laughs> But that's the thing. I mean, I wanted that at the time, and it was whatever price it was, 2.1. If I keep putting that purchase off, and eventually saving. it's going to be 3 and 4 and $5 million, yeah. and maybe my income doesn't go that high. Or, yeah, it doesn't grow at the same rate. Exactly. Yeah. So I like that suggestion because you buy something, you get some equity, you get your name on a piece of paper as a homeowner, and you keep moving forward and... And, and keep dreaming. Yeah. And keep dreaming and... and, and you're, you're actually building your wealth and it's not, um, it might not be instant. It might not be instant. It's not like you buy a house, you're suddenly wealthy. It might take a few years to build that equity up, but just know that those years end up showing up. So whether you buy or rent and you're 30 today, if all goes well, you will wake up one day and be 50. Yeah. It doesn't change for anyone, assuming all goes well. Yes, exactly. <laughs> you wake up and you're 50. So the question is, is do you want to wake up at 50 and know that you've got some leverage, you've got some uh, wealth built up, some stability, or do you want to wake up paying somebody else a rent check? And and that's, I don't know how else to say it, but I, I do think it's important. And just, you know, there's so many options in the city. I think that's our biggest message because... Um, so many people feel they can't be in the city. Yes, it works in the city. Yes, you have to maybe alter your wish list today to get what you want later. Um, but there are also options going out of the city that's not that far. You Absolutely. don't have to go to the Sault Ste. Marie if you don't want to. <laughs> Though prices are really good up there, I'll tell you. you get a lot. Road trip. <laughs> yeah. well, I think the commute might kill you. I think one of the things we talked on about earlier too um, in previous shows was investing you don't need to invest where you currently live if you're looking for a second property you can expand your area um, which will lower hopefully lower your payments and lower your what you're putting into the property you want to keep an eye on the rental market for sure but yeah absolutely so I think you know we always tell our listeners uh, we welcome your calls we're happy to sit with you talk to you about your personal situation. There is no cost or obligation to this meeting. However, it could change your world. It could change your kids' worlds if you're if you're sort of looking on how to help your kids get involved. Um, I, I just think it's incredibly important. I highly recommend you call Lauren Rhodes on the Mahal and Ross team to, to have that consultation. She's been through it herself. She's helped so many families with this idea and I I, I just think if you're out there having, if sitting on the fence about how do I do it, is it possible? It's worth it's worth a few minutes of your time. The best time to do something was yesterday. The second best time is today. That's correct. We'll be back with the wrap right after this. You're listening to RealEstateToronto.com Radio.
Welcome back. Um, we're going to do the wrap, and Lauren has some timely advice to end the show. Yes, yes, I do. Um, when talking to the millennials, um, any young person, any person that might have left the purchase a little bit longer, we urge you not to leave it any longer and at least start the process with us. Uh, what we say sometimes is that a lot of people give up what they want most for what they want right now. So if right now what you want is um, to go on a vacation or be living in a rental that's nicer than something you can afford, we'd love to be able to speak to you and help you understand some of the opportunities that you might be missing and just be a little bit more reasonable with what you want. <laughs> be a little less whiny. A little less whiny. And let's get you, let's get you into home ownership because it's really exciting and... And, and the vacations will come, maybe will. maybe a couple of years down the road, but you might have more than one. Or we, we might be able to help you, how you show how you can do both. That's that's the best. Yeah. yeah. Buy a yeah. vacation property as well. Yeah. <laughs> and the, yeah, that's right. yeah. Um, Lauren can be reached at 416-230-8500, just ask for Lauren Rhodes. And uh, again, no cost or obligation, a wealth of information, um, and, and I think it can change your life. And I'd just like to apologize on record for all of my previous whining. I, <laughs> I said I wouldn't whine, but apparently I did. Did he? Never. 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 No. Okay, so we will catch you right back here next Sunday at 4 p.m. Reach out anytime, realestatetorontoradio.com or mulholandross.com. 416-230-8500. Catch you, catch you next week.